Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. The Conference USA will soon be the snooze with all the conference realignment going on. Disgusting joke right there, Rob. <laughs> it is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the Blazer Lifer demanding a statue of Bill Clark be erected in Birmingham. And with me, as always, is AJ, Rick Stockstill is God, Marchese. That man is king of Tennessee. He walks on water. Amen. Today, we're continuing our 2023 NFL Draft Summer Scouting Series with the Conference USA Prospects. Let's hit it! Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby, driving out to Casey, maybe looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's gonna wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's gonna put ketchup on a stick? Who's gonna find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. Well, Conference USA let a lot of the funk out when they uh, they lost multiple teams to the Sun Belt. Now we don't know who's in the Conference USA, and honestly, they're, they're on their... Uh, their last breath as a conference is mine. Wow. I mean, Wait, it's, it's, what's this? I heard they've added New Mexico oh. State, Liberty, Sam Houston State, and Jacksonville State. Whoa. They're right on back on track, baby. It's a national champion team in there. Congrats. Have you ever have you I feel like I feel the least towards the conference USA throughout throughout my life as a college football fan. It's probably accurate. Yeah, I mean like Maybe last year's Bailey Zappi team was the, the the most endearing Conference USA team in my lifetime. They finally like started getting some steam, and then the Sun Belt just like fucking wrecked them. Yeah, like they retain UTSA, but UTSA is also leaving for the AAC. Like they retain them for this year. Yeah. Uh, who's joining the AAC you, again? You, I don't know. You love. Don't, I'm so confused by realizing. I don't. I don't believe. UAB. That. They're losing UAB, FAU, Charlotte, North Texas, Rice, and UTSA to the AAC. Oh God. 
So, so what we'll have left is Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee. That's all you need, though, to be completely honest. The poorest team in college football, FIU. Uh, UTEP, who's actually on the on the way up. Yeah. And I guess somehow Louisiana Tech got, like, stuck here. Yeah, poor Louisiana. If, I feel like if realignment happened a decade ago, they would have been in, in a better conference already. They'd either be in the Sun Belt or the American. Yeah, for sure. Somehow they're in the worst-case scenario. You want to move down there and just bring them back up? Oh, you you like Rust in Louisiana? Mm, I love Rust. We're bringing Driscoll back to run the show. You might hear a little bit more about Rust in a bit. It's because we're looking for real estate down there. Uh, okay, Conference USA. We threw Liberty and New Mexico State into this because they are actually joining the conference. And honestly, this conference needs anything it can get right now. Think about how awful doing this show next year is going to be. It's going to be like a 20-minute app. Okay, that sounds kind of nice. It sounds great. Just just breaking down like maybe one wide receiver at Western Kentucky and, and some out-of-nowhere Southern Miss running back named Frank Gore Jr.? I mean, uh, Sam Houston's again. When are they joining? Next year or like the year after? No, it's next year, right? Uh, I think it's next year. Yeah. Sam Houston's going to have some dogs, all right? All right. I guess we'll find out. See you in a year. Uh, Thanks for listening. The Conference USA represents the whole country, and that's why they had six players drafted last year. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, it's funny. So they had six drafted in 2022, four in 2021, but 10 in 2020. There was a time when Conference USA was like clearly better than the Sun Belt. Yeah. And a lot of fumbling uh, must have happened in the last couple of years, and now I don't know. What do you think of this conference as a whole? It's my favorite. Okay. I um, mean, there's, I, I guess, like a kind of more talent than I expected. I don't know. Do you, like, uh, obviously it's comparable to the mac i guess yeah in terms of talent do you uh, which conference would you say has more talent the the conference usa or the mac like right today or or in like today Mm. today it's it's pretty comparable yeah you're right i'm still i mean in my heart i say mac though I don't have my fucking and, notes open, and, but yeah. And again, like, I think five years ago, it was clearly the Conference USA. Like, yeah. And and that's just, like, not even counting the future realignment that's going to rob the Kuz of, like, the teams that have actually found success in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, so all I'm going to say before we get into the prospects is they need to invent Kuz action, hashtag Kuz action, and they play on Monday mornings. How about that? How Monday about mornings we... in Monday mornings in October, you you, you turn on the, the TV, ten AM, you're watching a little Florida International against Western Kentucky. Tell me you wouldn't. I feel like the untapped market is Sunday mornings before the NFL starts. Like like the I feel problem, like that'd be a big like, that, gambling thing. The the it would be a very niche for like the people of Twitter that we associate with, but I think like most of most of America is trying to watch Terry Bradshaw before take off. It's a good point. But how about like Terry's call in the Kusa games? If you, but if you're doing a morning game, you should then just do the Saturdays. Kind of my opinion with that. I guess. I guess. But yeah, I don't know. It's like that. It's like the appetizer into the NFL action. And anyway, we'll we'll talk to the conference soon. Yeah. Well, I mean, it probably isn't that hard to become. 
Uh, the commissioner of a conference at Donald's <laughs> last legs. They're begging people to take we'll, the job. We'll apply. Yeah, most like we'll we'll play hardball and probably probably get a raise. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, all right. Let's get into the quarterback class of the Kuza. Very talent rich class. Um, I mean, Billy Zappi came out of nowhere last year, but I think he was on both of our radars mainly because of the Houston Baptist COVID year. Um, I'm not going to say there's not going to be a quarterback drafted from this conference, but AJ, I don't think there's going to be a quarterback drafted from this conference. I agree with you, but that being said, I do like Chris Reynolds. Chris Reynolds, I think, uh, okay, one, the, the quarterbacks aren't like NFL talent, but they are, some of them are very fun. Yeah, Frank Harris is fun as hell, but. Uh, yeah, and Chris Reynolds, I think, and I, I think I said this last year even, he is a player who obviously his lack of size stands out, but he he moves so naturally. He's such a gifted athlete. Yeah, he's like that shortstop style. That I, yeah, I think he can be an actual uh, wide receiver convert. Like, that gets a shot. <laughs> yeah, like, I think he's going to be in a camp. I think he's got, some like, some traits to, to develop. Yeah, like you said, he's just... I don't know. He runs that offense well. I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't really put the ball in conflict that often. He's got a pretty smooth stroke. Moves, navigates the pocket well enough. Uh, obviously, he's a, a threat as a runner. But yeah, it's the the off platform stuff where yeah, he looks like a shortstop. Yeah, he's like there's a lot of plays where he's like getting tackled and making throws. He's a he's a he's not bad. He's a fun quarterback that's for sure. And yeah, I think there's there's enough talent there that he'll be in a camp as a wide receiver starting. For the New England Patriots. There you go. I will say this. If I am putting money on any of these quarterbacks kind of elevating... Also, the, the problem is most of them are six years also. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I had to put money on one of these quarterbacks kind of taking it up a notch and elevating and at least flashing NFL-level traits, my my bet's on Nikosi Perry at FAU. Uh, He's got the former, pedigree. Former blue chip, started some games at Miami... Going into his sixth year at, uh, yeah. of college football, was first year starter for FAU last year. I think with him, he's got a better arm than everyone else. Uh, he, if he could put on about ten to fifteen more pounds, like he'd look like an NFL quarterback. He yeah. navigate, he navigates the pocket well, he, not as like a true rusher, but he he moves well out of structure. I just for me, it's the arm that kind of yeah. makes me at least interested in him. Yeah, no, that's fair. But he's also. Uh, He's 24 already. I mean, all these guys are AJ. Yeah. Well, D- Dylan yeah, Hopkins. Match draws. Dylan Hopkins actually is uh, redshirt junior. Just a redshirt senior. Yeah. <laughs> technically, um, I, he. I. Th- I, th- I thought he was the most accurate. I don't mind him. Like the the footwork's a little goofy. It's like the underneath stuff. Like he's pretty good at. He's got that like he, he's over good. the top delivery over the middle. Like he's good over the middle. He attacks the seam very well. He's yeah. like a nice yeah. when he he's a nice rhythm passer. He doesn't like he's not a great athlete and he doesn't wow you with his arm or anything. But he he's like one of uh, a game manager type at least. Um, <laughs> he throws like a nice spiral. Like you see, he can spin it a little bit. Frank Harris is just really the really goal. fun. He's good college quarterback, but. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's uh, NFL future as a quarterback for no, him. Agreed. Um, Jared Daggy transferred from Western West Virginia to Western Kentucky. You think he's uh, a commerce player of the year? 
So obviously, um, all their staff turnover. Yes. Yeah, and and their best receiver graduated. Their other best receiver transferred to Penn State. Zach Kitley took the Texas Tech OC job, but the the new OC uh, was Kitley's right hand man. So you got to assume Western Kentucky's running a similar type of offense. Yeah. They they brought in another transfer at receiver. I'll talk about in a bit that I really like. So I I like Daggy could put up some numbers. He wasn't bad at West Virginia. He was never great. He's played a lot of college football. Yes, played a lot of. He probably he put up numbers. So yeah, I don't know. And I mean, you know who's played a lot of college football? Charlie Brewer at Liberty. <laughs> what do you think he's gonna gonna do there? I don't know because he like he was. Utah, he he somehow took everything that they have done well at Utah and crumbled it for, like, the start of the season. Cam Rising comes in, saves yeah. it. They go to the Rose Bowl, almost win the Rose Bowl. Like, that's how bad Charlie Brewer he's was bad. at Utah. after yeah, after, and And people thought he was good just because, like, he started at Baylor and put up numbers. I think he's might be Baylor's all-time leading passer somehow. Are you serious? Um, that sounds, that yeah. sounds disgusting. But I also don't understand. Like, he isn't going to run the Hugh Freeze, like, the Hugh Freeze no. offense we know because that takes a mobile quarterback. Like, you think think about, um, obviously, Malik Willis, but, but at Ole Miss, like, you think about Chad Kelly, who's mobile. You think about uh, Bo Wallace, the Alabama killer. He was mobile. Uh, Charlie Brewer's not overly mobile. I just, I don't know. No, he's not. I don't think he's a great fit, but, hey, you're Liberty. <laughs> they got to take what know. they can get. Yeah. Fuck that school. Um, but, yeah, none of, I, I have nothing nothing draftable in this group. Me neither, but I like Chris Reynolds. And, like you said, Frank Harris is fun as hell. And Kosti Perry's kind of interesting. It's, I don't know. Harris and Reynolds are, like, the best quarterbacks in both their program's histories. Yeah, yeah. And Perry's got, a, I think, a chance to put up some numbers in that conference, and Daggy really does too. Hopkins, Hopkins will probably have, I know, uh, obviously, like I said at the top, Bill Clark retired, but their OC Brian Vincent's the interim. Like, Dylan Hopkins is going to be playing in big Kuza games. Yeah. So it sounds like we love the quarterbacks. quarterbacks. No pros. Yeah, I, this is my favorite quarterback <laughs> group. Uh, let's jump to running backs, where – UAB just tends to churn out productive collegiate running backs. Um, and Dwayne McBride looks like the next guy. I think he's the best of ran, them. Ran for 1,300 yards, 13 touchdowns last year. I have a draftable grade on Dwayne McBride. Yeah, me too. I, he's a day three dude. Yeah, one cut, physical, contact, balance type of runner. Enough quickness to kind of make you miss. My concern is passing down. Like, I don't think Three he's a very good pass. last year. Yeah, doesn't doesn't not involved in the passing game and not a great pass blocker, but just a true kind of one one cut, stick his nose in, breaks tackles in the open field. Um, he yeah, he's a day three NFL running back. Yeah, like he's well like five eleven two fifteen, well put together. I, honestly, I think there were some glimpses as pass protector. I watched the Georgia game and he had like a big time blitz pickup and put Nolan Smith in the dirt. I thought that was pretty good, but yeah, inconsistent. Vision kind of hit a miss too, inconsistent there, and like he kind of gets hesitant yeah. on the line of scrimmage. So like I think yeah, like he's kind of that one cut and go, but he's kind of got to feel it a little bit better too. It's but I, I think there's a lot of and a lot of pieces there to be like, another. I think huge, he's draftable too. Another huge plus with him, he was a true sophomore yeah. last year, yeah. and again with a lot of these G five conferences, we're talking about redshirt seniors and sixth year seniors. Yeah, so he's only entering his third year at UAB. Uh, 
and in both years he's been super productive that like he he he's got a, a very good chance to be a top five statistically top five rusher in, in the country this year he, he almost reminds me of like a, a g5 lighter nick chubb just like his style but like without with bad vision if that makes any sense yeah. <laughs> a nick chubb who couldn't Squat that six ten for two reps that we saw today. Yeah, that's that's true. He's only doing five ten. Nick Chubb with no vision, like he's Nick Chubb when he gets outside. <laughs> I don't know. This is a you should you should back. He's Robert Turbin. This is actually pretty good. <laughs> that's just uh, Nick Chubb, like I said. Yeah. Other than him, I, I didn't think anything jumped off the pages with the running back group in the conference. Me, me neither. I think the second best is is, is behind him at Jermaine Brown. And I think Jermaine Brown's a little bit interesting just kind of as that satellite type because he's yeah. already sort of doing that for them. I hope they use him more in the passing game this year. Um, 5'8", 185. But, he, yeah, he's a good pace. little player. Yeah, good player in space. Um, he's also not a six-year, which is another plus. Yeah. Uh, also, Johnny Ford at FAU, who I talked about last year, if I remember right, he had a good year in his first year at FAU coming from USF. Um, he's hurt right now, so I don't really, from what I read, like, he's not expected to be playing at the start of the season, so I'm not sure where things are with him, but 5'5", 175, but just a, a true jitterbug in space and a very natural pass catcher, so I don't, again, I don't know where things stand with him, but he, he's a guy to keep your eye on if, mm. if he gets healthy. I love 5'5", five five running backs. <laughs> I think everyone does. Uh, wide receiver better, probably a better group top to bottom, but the, missing the, that, that this, top end dude, I think. But I do think in a conference that's just lacking talent, like I think the wide receiver group is the best group in the conference. Just where almost every relevant program in the conference has a guy who you'll at least watch ahead yeah. of the, yeah. the draft. Uh, do you have any draftables? I do. I have two. Nice. Who, who's your top guy? So my top guy comes from Western Michigan. Uh, They're not in the Kusa. J- he his name is Jalen Hall. He's he good. he transferred from Western Michigan to Western Kentucky, like to West. Um, 6'4", 185, wiry, but across from Sky Moore last year with the uh, in the MAC, he was just kind of the big play threat where Sky Moore was good the do it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just this downfield separator um really relying on speed and and, uh size but he also blocks his ass off which i loved um he he doesn't really run any sort of routes he he'll drop kind of he'll drop the slant but he'll he'll catch the 50 yard bomb Uh, i thought he had a pretty solid release repertoire he's got some springiness in his release um I'm excited to see what he does again in this this air raid style Western Kentucky offense. Yeah, I didn't put a draft grade on him, but I definitely think he's interesting, especially as like a potential breakout at Western Kentucky. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think you kind of hit it. Like solid athlete, like you said, he's big boy. Well, he's thin but tall. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, the fifty fifty is kind of his thing. But I, I don't know. Um, he he in his career at Western Michigan, fifteen hundred yards, eighteen a catch, fourteen touchdowns. Like a true big play guy. It's, it's funny to see uh, a, a wide receiver leave Western Michigan, just with their history of wide receivers. I mean, maybe the, the program's going downhill. Maybe mm-hmm. Tim Lester's out. Mm-hmm. Who's who's your top guy? So Hall's definitely my top guy. Who's yours? Uh, Zachary Franklin. I just, so he's my number. Do you have a draftable on Zachary? Yeah, last seventh round grade. Okay, me too. He's my number two. I have a draftable on him as well. 
he just makes every hard catch look easy. Yeah, and like he kind of does everything, a little bit of everything. Yeah, Yeah. and I think like the after the catch, he's pretty like I don't think he's a fantastic a burner or anything, but he's got like he's good after the catch. He just has that good vision, nice contact balance. Fucked up Illinois last year, which I appreciated. (laughs) He like, he plays a lot bigger than he is. Yeah, six one one eighty five. He even kind of looks it. I don't know, but like, the routes are well. Like he just kind of like does a little bit of everything well. And yeah, he's got that like you know body control and the contested catch stuff. It's it's fun. He uh yeah the 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 body control and the, the kind of the concentration to win those fifty fifty balls as just a six one receiver yeah. is impressive. And then yeah, you touched on the yak. Those two things. I'd like to see him kind of be a little bit more explosive as a route runner. Uh, because yeah, I don't think he has that those burners. Separation deep is reliant upon setting up his routes well. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's something he needs to improve on this year. But um, really fun player, very good, one of the best players in UTSA history. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, That's my favorite thing about these these young programs, the Charlotte and the UTSA guys. Yeah, he's one of the best in history. He's one of the best. Um, I, I think we, we pointed him out last year, but Trey Shropshire kind of like, I think it was like he had, what, like 200 or 300 yards the year prior, and then it's a breakout dude. He kind of did have that year. But I think he could take another step. Um, yeah, you know. he's – he's so you mentioned last year I was talking about him. I think it's because he averaged 22 a catch. Mm-hmm. In 2020, and then this year he averaged 26 a catch. <laughs> as a six-three yeah. like X receiver, he's a true ball winner with actual separation speed. I don't have a draftable on him, no, but he's also not a six-year. He's a true senior, so he's just a fourth-year player. Um, and he came from JUCO, so he's just third year, third year in the program. Uh, I, I could really yeah. see him making the leap because the the if you cut up like a just his ten best plays, his highlights. You'd say that's an NFL wide receiver. Yeah. Like when he's on, he is so like he is just dripping with talent. Yeah, exactly. Like he's that long dude, big catch radius, and constant big play threat. No, I mean, and he's at the most stable program in the conference. So, no, I think another good year, and there, there'll be some NFL buzz. Uh, I also stock talking about stable. How about the least stable program in the country? Uh, FIU, who I don't know, you have to. They're getting their shoulder pads donated to them from local high schools. Uh, but they've got a, a guy who came from Juco, played at Sacred Heart, where he was a Jerry Rice Award winner, um, award finalist. Uh, and now he's the best player on the, on the, on the squad. And that's Tyrese Chambers. Um, did you see him at all? Yeah, a lot of big plays. I big, Just only big plays. Yeah, I yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I forget what game it was, but he had like three catches uh, for like 140. 30 Charlotte. Yards, yeah, two touchdowns. Um. He, he, he he had 1,000 yards on just 45 catches last year, almost 24 a catch. Um, he's just got – he's got big-time speed. And I thought he he has really good uh, concentration ability in traffic. He makes some silly plays, uh, very good tracking skills. But just yak and route running are not what I'd like them to be. No, um, yeah. But I another guy, it, all I just feel like all the receivers in this conference, the the flashes are there of them being NFL draftable receivers, but none of them have like kind of put it all together quite yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe aside from Zachary Franklin. Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree. I don't know. I, I think what Chambers is kind of like just Kusa's speed. If I'm being honest, I don't know. We'll see. CFL yeah. speed. <laughs> yeah, CFL speed. Do you want my comp my comp strong card or something? 
<laughs> uh, the best player in uh, program history, maybe. So, just kidding. He's no, no, the no. best player on the roster, though, that's for sure. Uh, he's uh, T.Y. Hilton, too. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, Charlotte receiver Victor Tucker. He's a he's a he's got CFL future on him. He's a good little trustworthy slot receiver. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Is there anyone else you really want to talk about? <laughs> no, not not okay. really. Me neither. Well, well, let me do CFL comps for them all. <laughs> There's a lot of CFL quarterbacks, which is sick. I, I wish there was more Nick Lewis body types at receiver in college football. There should be. You know who is that East Carolina receiver? I think his name's oh, CJ yeah. Johnson. Oh, yeah. That's the Nick Lewis. That's Nick Lewis. Um, just one tight end I want to touch on quickly is Rivaldo Fairweather, <laughs> who looks like an NFL tight end. He does. Yeah, he does. He's fast. In, in, in this conference, truly all I'm looking for, do you have an NFL, if you're not productive, do you have an NFL body type and are you athletic? And he is both of those things. Yeah, 6'5", 245. He's, I think he's a true junior, isn't he? Yeah. Got some speed to him. He's there's something there. Um, he he he's definitely the, the most talented tight end in the conference. <laughs> That's for sure. So watch out, people. Mike McIntyre is going to have the Panthers bowling. <laughs> you call it? Sorry, the gold sure. the Golden Panthers. My bad. Yeah, please show some respect. Uh, jumping to the offensive line. Do you? Uh, I want you to go first. Is there anyone who stood out to you? Stood out, sure, but no, not really anyone that's draftable. Um, You're just gonna say that about every position group. Yeah, I'm, I'm the hater. Come on, ham it up. <laughs> All of them are draftable. Kadeem Telford is my top guy. I think he's pretty interesting because he's a massive boy. He was a Florida, Florida transfer. Yeah, exactly. Six eight three thirty five. Um, he just kind of dominates with that that size. He does it does use his length well. I felt like he's got that power. I threw on the Georgia game. He held his own for for decent stretches. Um, I don't know. I feel like the feet are sloppy as fuck, and he kind of just plays lazy. So, so yeah, yeah, the the he's he's like on paper, you're like this guy should be a powerful, better run blocker than pass blocker. Yeah. But because as you touched on with the kind of the the laziest play, yeah. he doesn't sustain blocks very it's well. Terrible. He's got to sustain better. That's, that's <laughs> like like maybe the initial shocks there, and then yeah. he just like kind of falls off, yeah. and, and you're like. Wow, you are the biggest man on the field. Like this FAU edge is 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 62, getting off. Thirty. <laughs> yeah, a guy who walked on uh, local high school just, hero. Just trying to get his international business degree. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, in pass protection, his size does help him a lot. Where the length to fend off guys, yeah. he does that well. And I think he is a, a good enough athlete, and that's why. It's like kind of frustrating to see him fall off blocks, and as you touched on, the footwork's not great. It's uh, kind of all over the place. Um, but to me, I see a guy who an NFL offensive line coach is going to be like blue former blue chip recruit, best tackle in his conference, six eight three thirty five. I can turn this guy yeah. into yeah. And, and Tom Cable is that offensive line coach? <laughs> yeah, he'll be he'll be wherever Cable's going to be. Uh did you think anyone else catch your eye in this offensive line group? I think Maka at UTSA is another guy where he's just massive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and he fits that offense really well because they kind of just run the hell out of the ball, and he's a 335-pound center. I don't have a draftable grade, but I thought he was a fun player. A good watch. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it for me. Uh, 
I was gonna say Manaz Mose, the center at North Texas, is like the anti Maka because he's two ninety two, <laughs> very smooth run blocker in the zone scheme. I don't have draftables on either of those guys, but I'm always interested in, in watching um, centers who aren't like are either too big or too small. That's that's definitely true. It makes it fun. Um, you want to jump to the defensive lineman? Yeah, definitely, definitely some more talent here. Our guy, I think our guy praise we, baby. There's some some interesting guys, but I think praise is the most interesting guy in the conference. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I'm waiting for that like just dominant year, Rob. I think it's gonna come this year. Well. He luckily isn't super old yet. He's going to his fifth year only, which is young and uh, comfort to say eight years. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's kind of slightly leveled up each season at UTEP. Yeah. yeah. But hasn't had that full on breakout. Last year he had twelve TFLs, five and a half sacks. He's the king of batting balls at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Um he's got this like he he has a great get off when it's on and he he can kind of just out athlete guys as a pass rusher, but sometimes he uses like he has very long arms for yeah. six three two forty five, and Super he uses long that arms. long arm. And he he's also playing in a multiple front where like sometimes he's a stand up edge, other times he's playing five tech, so it's not like a ton of ton of opportunity. But I yeah I think by far the most interesting guy in the conference. Yeah, he definitely is. I mean he's. He's so like I don't know. He's funny. Like he's springy and he's twitchy. And then, like you said, he's just the, the super long arms, the batted balls. I mean, I'm st- yeah. I don't know. Like, is the maybe the breakout comes like if he sneaks like if he gets to the senior bowl. And I, I think he should get there. I don't know. There's the, um, just the talent is all there that like, he's gonna get big time looks. So it, it, it also helps that U UTEP's kind of putting it together under Dana yeah. Gimble now. They have an identity that like yeah. this. Smash mouth try hard program. Um, now I do want him to two things because I don't think he he at least he hasn't shown it. He's not the bendiest guy, mm-hmm. so I want to see him kind of I want, like he has everything to be so good at speed to power. Yeah, but it's like not something he really has in the toolbox. So I'd love to see him develop that. I'd love to see him set a stronger edge. Mm. Sometimes he just I think he gets caught up in wanting to be the playmaker because he's talented enough to be the yeah, guy making yeah. every play. Um, so I'd like to see him kind of be more consistent there. What uh, what draftable do you have and what grade here? I like Darius Ship at Western Kentucky. Oh, so sure. No, I was asking. I'm sorry. I was asking what round did you slap on praise? Oh, sorry. You cut out. And you know what? I didn't want to edit this, so I just guessed. Uh, I, I've got uh, a fifth round. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm right around there, too. I think I had, like, a higher grade last year. And... Uh, I don't know. Like, I think I think I had like a fourth, fifth, and now I'm just kind of sitting on a fifth. Yeah, yeah. He, you're just waiting for that level up. But he's a reason to watch UTEP. Yes, yes. Sorry, you said your next dude is Darius Ship. I got him after another guy. But let's let's talk some Ship. So Ship's kind of that f- gap shooting three tech mm-hmm. body style, six one three oh five. Uh, I think good speed off the snap. Quickness to kind of make plays around a line of scrimmage. Plays really hard, too. Yeah, really good uh, play, Plays three tech and five tech with a little bit of one tech. Um, can push the pocket with it with his power, with his bull rush. I'd like to see him kind of be a, a more uh, kind of speed rusher on passing downs and, and, and 
attack gaps instead of players yeah. and, and trying to use that quickness and bend to beat the the interior offensive lineman around the edge. Yeah, I just felt like uh, too, too many plays where he just kind of disappeared. Like, and yeah, I think that might be a good point. Just like instead of just you know attacking the man, kind of find your own space, find that gap, and because I, I I don't disagree. Like the pieces are there. Like he's got that you know the six one three zero five perfect three tech frame. He, that motor is good. That the, the natural leverage is good. Um, and it flashes that nice arm over and stuff. But no, I I, kinda, I don't disagree with you. I just wish I, like just a little bit more consistent. And, and especially when you factor in like he he kind of gets blown off the ball in the run game. Mm-hmm. So to unless he's shooting a gap and making the play, he's kind of a non-factor as a run defender. Yeah. He doesn't hold the point overly yeah. well. So I I need him to make up for that by being a more consistent pass rusher. Mm-hmm. You you did have a draftable grade, you said though, right? Yeah, yeah. Respect that. I don't late seventh. <laughs> I like it. Flex. My my <laughs> my second guy, not a draftable grade. Uh I kinda liked uh Akena and a Chukwu from uh from Rice. Yeah. I didn't put him on the list. Did I tell you to watch him or did you just do it on your own? S- saw your tweet. Saw your tweet. Oh, I'm stalking damn. you on Twitter. I'm I know you're trying damn. to sneak guys by me. I'm I'm I do. I'm I wanna be like I'm the Kuza master. I'm not gonna yeah, <laughs> let that he, happen. He's fun because Another guy who just, like, that Rice plays a multiple front and they don't put him in a good position to make plays. So no, he's lots of five-tech. Lots of five-tech. Lots of five-tech. Four-I, three-tech, yeah. two. And he's a 266-pound edge. Yeah. Um, But he's clearly, he's got some twitch to him. Better get-off than the rest of the yeah, players on the off. field. Uh, and, and a good power rusher. Yeah, I feel. I, you know what I liked? I feel like he generates a lot of power from his lower body. Like he's just like a strong lower body dude. Just well put together. Got that nice leverage. The good motor. No, I think I think there is something there with him. But like you said, he just he's not put in the position to shine. But I think when you focus on him, like that's that's a guy who's a good football player. Yeah, for sure. Um, Keenan Stewart on the UTEP D line. He's, I don't have a draftable on him, but similar to, to uh, Ship, he, he's kind of just a, an undersized three-tech who plays multiple spots on that D-line mm-hmm. uh, and wins with quickness and uh, out-leveraging Loader. guys yeah, in Mogo, yeah. yeah. I think that's, that's uh, pretty fair. I do want to say Jordan Ferguson is a stat monster, but I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, linebackers, what do, you, what do you think of the group? I, I, I thought KD Davis is a good player. Gideon is a very intelligent player. I he he reads keys really well. He does, yeah. Because I I feel like there's other guys that you know we watched because we kind of did the both groups together, but like that like just so out of position. Like I thought uh, Brian Hayward just had like so much trouble diagnosing at UTEP, but yeah, opposite uh, Davis, kind of the same size. He's just never in the wrong spot. He's always near the football. He uh, he plays with his hair on fire. He plays very physical downhill brand of football. He's a pretty good athlete, solid tackler. But yeah, it's the instincts that just put him in the place to make plays. Like he'll beat a guard to his spot and make the the, the tackle around the mm-hmm. line of scrimmage. Um, I think like, this surprisingly is the... solid at just taking on blocks for a dude that's you know yeah, yeah like better than you, yeah. better than you'd think at six foot two twenty nine if he's at. Mm-hmm. Um, t- uh, also, like he he. This is the type of linebacker I'm used to being in the like the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. And but all, also being 250 pounds. Yeah, of all schools, like, you wouldn't have kind of guessed out of North Texas. I feel like too. Yeah, and he almost transferred, and he decided. He, I think he put his name in the portal, and he decided to come back. 
I like that you know he's a guy that's putting the guys in, in in the right spot on the defense too. Yeah, he's Even very tr- smart. Yeah, I like. Yeah, he's a good football player. Um, do you, Do you have a draftable grade? No, I don't have a draftable. Grade. I'm I'm stingy this year. Uh, I'm stingy. Um, I'm waiting for the spring. He though I I think to me like especially when making it as like let's say he's an undrafted player, it's how yeah. smart are you? Can yeah. you just especially as a Mike linebacker, can you get guys in the right position? And I think he's got everything there on top of the, the traits I look for in special yeah. teams linebackers. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, you know what I thought was a lot of fun? Chris what? Ojo. Chris Ojo. I found also – it wasn't on the list. Was he? I don't even know if he was. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think so. I, I know. You're trying to sneak him by me. Yeah, I, I found him. He's fun, Rob. Uh, <laughs> out of New Mexico State. 6'1", 220, played, like, just overhang a bunch. But uh, I even, like, threw on the Bama game because I, I, th- I wanted to see how he hang. And, like, like it wasn't bad. Like, he, he looked like not like he wasn't great. He, but he had a sack on Bryce Young. He, he he had another one where he had a nice hit on him where he can kind of got, like, he's got some, like, nice blitzing chops. He can dip around he, the edge a little bit. He's a very good athlete in he space. Is. Yeah. And that's why he's playing so much overhang. Like, you throw on, I think it's the it's UTEP or UMass. Yeah, think, UMass, UMass. And, UMass yeah. and they're just throwing screen after screen. And he's just and eating so, them up. Ojo's just out there in space and his, like, rolls just blow this stuff up. Yeah, he, he's, um, he's breaking on it before the ball's, like, snapped pretty much. Yeah. And, and so, like, the physicality and the athleticism uh, are, like, what you look for, obviously. Uh, he misses a lot of tackles, too, he though. Does. He does. He needs to improve just wrapping up, but also just like breaking down because he's got way too many flybys. Like it's both, which is not not good to see. But the athleticism and just the the traits are, are really interesting. Yeah, and like he doesn't like he's the opposite of KD Davis, where like he he's he. I feel like he needs to be told where to be. Mm. Like he's not putting himself in the position to make the play. Yeah, maybe for example. But the the athleticism, the physicality. Uh, it, it kind of, you know, it gave me a bit of vibe of um, last year's Penn State linebacker who I can't think of right now. Smith? Uh, yeah, where he's just this great athlete. But <laughs> Ojo actually wants to hit people at least. Mm, yeah, that's true. So it's a big plus there. Um, and he's an Eastern Washington transfer who showed mm-hmm. up to New Mexico State and was like instantly the best player. I'm going to say it though. Eastern Washington, New Mexico State, that that's CFL pipelines. Big like time. He, like he, he, he could be a CFL All Star if he wants to be. Solomon Aluminium. I think I tried to think of his name last week. Well, there it is. <laughs> uh, and he also helps him too. Pretty comfortable in coverage. Like nice oily hips. Like there, there's a lot of pieces there. Like way more than you'd expect in Mexico State. Yeah, both him and KD Davis. Like yeah, they're good. They're good players. Are good good football players. Yeah. Um, you I, move def- yeah, I didn't really see it with anyone else. Go on. In the. Yeah. Okay, so you want to go to the secondary? Yeah. Um, anyone – oh, we're going to do secondary total. Um, anyone you really loved here? Well, just looking at the corners, I, I, thought, I think Corey Mayfield's a good player. He's a good player. Yeah, I don't, don't he, want to draft him. I don't – I, I just don't think he's, like, athletic enough, but he's very, like – I, I, I thought he was sure. – Yeah, very sound in man coverage. Yeah. Um, it, was fun, it was fun watching him because it's him and Tariq Woolen. Yeah. <laughs> and like I feel like May- Mayfield's more technically sound than Tariq Woolen, but Tariq Woolen's six four with blazing so speed. Yeah, like if you combine them, they'd be the best corner ever. <laughs> you pretty much, yeah. But like, no, he's just uh, like I-, I think he's got some nickel chops in him. Like, yeah, I can see him being in a camp, and getting a look there. I-, I think he's a good football player. I thought Starling Thomas at UAB had uh, some pretty good eyes in zone, but he's just not a great athlete. 
It's well well um, built. Like he's six foot one ninety five. He looks like he's like two twenty. Yeah. It's well put together. No, nothing nothing I, I thought Mayfield's a good football player and other than that, like not not too much to write home about. What about the corner or the safeties, I mean? I'm always gonna love Rashad Wisdom. Because he's just he just he's just a box safety baby. Yeah, five nine two oh five, and he's stout as fuck, and he's just blowing up dudes. Great at run fits. Yeah, yeah, I think he just wants to make every tackle like that. He, I don't know what you're gonna do with him on coverage, but UTSA did a good job because they they play almost like too deep with him as this middle third safety, but they'd be playing him so down low that he's just basically a linebacker who's just a little further off the ball. Yeah, pretty much. But, but yeah, he he's a he's got a chance, I think, just because he's so physical to be a special teams impact guy. Yeah, no, that's that's a good opinion. Um, I like Scruggs a little bit. I, that's my next guy. I like Scruggs. I think he's just a small, uh, like a smart football player. Yeah, smart, feisty, nickel yeah. type. Yeah. Uh, and then Tejay Young at FAU, another nickel type of guy. Uh, he just misses so many tackles. Mm, yeah. No, I think Scruggs and Wisdom are the, the cream of the crop here. I, I feel like both might be camp dudes. Like, yeah, like you said, Wisdom's going to get a look. I think Scruggs is just kind of like a smart, like just a solid football player, you know, good eyes. And, mm. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get let's get into our, our awards uh, before we call it. And uh, who with the, the, the thing with the Conference USA, you see, AJ, is whoever wins it's not going to be in the conference next year. That's <laughs> probably accurate. I got... I got I got Jeff Trailer and the Roadrunners meet meeping their way to a conference USA championship over UAB. Uh, I think Bill Clark retiring is gonna have a a long term impact, but in the short term, Brian Vincent will do just enough to retain the job and uh, probably win nine games or eight games. I, I'm gonna flip it on you. I think I agree with your long term look. I think this year they're winning it for 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 Bill. I'm gonna have UAB yeah. over UTSA. I just like, I think McBride is just I think he's the best offensive player in the conference, so he's just I, I'm just gonna lean on him. I do too, but I also think Frank Harris is gonna level up as just a, a true college football playmaker <laughs> this year. Yeah. And and both of them, I, I, UTSA, I, I know they lose Spencer Buerford, who's probably the best player in program history, uh, and, and obviously sincere McCormick. But uh, that offensive line, I think both UABs and theirs are the biggest and meanest in the conference. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where they separate themselves. I think Hopkins is good enough, like, to not cost them games and make some yeah. plays. Yeah, I, I I think that's a good. They take. feel like a, a Big Ten team in, in the South almost. I you know what I really do think is like Shropshire yeah, making Shropshire. that leaps. Like yeah. I think that's the the X factor for them. Just to, just to live to off win. PA uh, play action, like fake it to McBride and go deep into Shropshire and your your money. I think that's my opinion. Just do it all day. It's a good take. Uh, Dwayne McBride, Offensive Player of the Year in the conference? Yeah, I think easily. Are you, are you betting on praise to be Defensive Player I, of the yeah, Year? Yeah, I am. I am because he's the most talented. I think the, the conversation is him or KD Davis making 1,000 tackles. <laughs> yeah, like 250 tackles easily, yeah. But I also think UTEP being bowl eligible is more of a sure thing than North Texas. Yeah, exactly. and, the, and Ty always goes to the pass rusher. I, if praise can get like 15 TFLs, like nine sacks... I don't know. I I think clearly on tape he's the most disruptive Gifted. player in the conference. Yeah, yeah, I agreed. All right, I hinted at it earlier, AJ. You know who this uh, this week's town of the week is? I don't have a a guess, Rob, at all. Because the conference USA is full of such beautiful towns. I I had a little help with this one, uh, and uh, the choice was Ruston, Louisiana, of course. Mm. God's kind of home there. 
home to the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. Who uh, I get, I mean, they're poised to. They should be running the Kuza if, they but be. they won't be. Uh, anyway, they play at Joe Ilt Stadium, which opened in 1968, has a capacity of 28,562, and is named after their former head coach and athletic director Joe Ilt. Um, population of 21,987. Couple notable alumni. Uh, uh, for the Duck Dynasty fans out there, uh, the definitely super racist, homophobic Phil and Cy Robertson, may they burn in hell. Um, CFL great, Matt Dunnigan. Really? I didn't know that. Jeff Driscoll, of course. Uh, Charlie Montoyo, who just got fired by oh. the Blue Jays. What? Charlie Montoyo's from Ruston, Louisiana? Okay. <laughs> no, Louisiana Tech alumni. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Okay, that's cool. Uh, and then Kenneth, Kenneth Lofton Jr., who was undrafted and signed with the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, but he was really fun for the two years he was at Louisiana Tech playing basketball. Yeah, he we looks wa- like He looks like he should be playing football. Should have been. Uh, and then notable people from Ruston. It's a long list. There's a lot, a lot of it, famous. I don't know if you're kidding or not. There's so many pro athletes to come out of Ruston. It's, I, no, I'm not kidding. I'm looking right now. <laughs> It, yeah, so obviously I only picked the best. Terry Bradshaw, mm-hmm. Fred Dean, uh, Paul Millsap, Josh Willie, Scobie, Willie Rofe. That's, that's a uh, man right there. Horrible college basketball coach and NBA coach, Tim Floyd, and uh, Jeff Mangum uh, of Neutral Milk Hotel. Your favorite band? I, I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker. I think it was Aubrey Plaza's characters in Parks and Rec's favorite band for some reason. Because it's super indie rock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and some things to do in Ruston. Lincoln Parish Park. You just go there. Louisiana, <laughs> Louisiana Military Museum. Oh, that, that sounds entertaining. Ruston Farmer's Market. Uh, I don't know if they sell trucks or what this means. Trucks and triggers. Oh, I don't, I don't like the sound of that. Okay. Patton's Western Wear. Oh, I do like the sound of that. TripAdvisor lists a, de- a dental place on it as one of the 15 <laughs> places. Peachtree Dental. I guess they just do a really good job cleaning your teeth. Uh, also, Rustin seems to be a hotbed for like nerd stuff. So they had That's multiple cool. like comic book type shops. Nice. But this is my favorite. Southern Realms Comics and Games. Okay, yeah, we gotta go there. When we when we run the show. Too high trampoline park. Too too high? That doesn't sound like somewhere I wanna go. <laughs> Bandit Axe at the Zone. And finally, the Zone of Rustin. What's going on at the Zone of Rustin? Just I don't know, man. Just, you're gonna have to check for yourself. You gotta you gotta be in the zone to know. I think that's the answer. So tune in next show uh, when we cover the the maybe my new favorite conference the Sun Belt Fun Belt baby.